things go wrong It's natural to wonder What celestial rule did I break When things go right It's logical to ponder What credit can I take But the truth is so much easier I don't need a master I can live here in the moment Cause my life is in good hands I don't need to know Where the wind blows Cause God knows I don't What the future holds Cause God knows I need never know How pain is How my heart mends I can just let go Cause God knows Still I find I'm crying out for answers Guess I'm craving control And still I find I'm afraid of taking chances As if I could damage my soul moment I remember it comes so clear to me that the minute I surrender I'm as safe as I could be I don't need to know where the wind Cause God knows I don't need to know What the future holds Cause God knows Just let go Cause God knows
knows. That was wonderful. Can we give them a hand again? You can hold your own without the ladies. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it feels really good to be here. Thank you all for coming out here today with me. Um, when, like I say always, when I'm preparing, it's me and God, and it's the, the talk doesn't become complete until I'm up in front of the congregation. So thank you guys for being a part of this talk with me. And I wanted to um, thank my girlfriends for coming out to uh, share this with me and support me. It feels really good to have, um, you know, you're supported in God, and then when you have loving sisters come support you as well, it feels good. So thank you for being here too, Lori and Michelle. Appreciate that. I heard this cute little joke that I just wanted to share, and um, I always say there's still a little joke, so you can chuckle a little bit. If it's not funny, that's fine, but to me, it's kind of funny. <laughs> so, so this politician ends up passing away, and he gets up in heaven, and he meets the angel at the pearly gates, and the angel's walking him down to where he's going to stay. And as he's walking down, he sees all of these clocks lined up along the wall. So he's like, what do these clocks represent? And so the angel said, well, each one of these clocks represents every person on earth, and every time they tell a lie, the clock ticks, the second hand ticks, and spins around. So he was like, Mother Teresa's isn't moving. It's like, she never told a lie. It's like, Moses's isn't moving. He said, you never told a lie. So he's walking, and he's walking, and he's going, well, where's mine at? He said, oh, yours is in the office. We use it as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> so we are actually in the second week of September, and I want to go over the powers every time. You know, I want us to get used to knowing it. So when I ask a question, like, I, you guys are doing this with me, like I said, the talk with me. So in September, the power represented in the month of September is what? Oh, you got your cheat sheet. See how I help you out? <laughs> you ever had, in high school had tests where you could take your notes with you? Well, this is mine. And the disciple is James, son of Alphaeus. And actually, Matthew, his father was Alphaeus as well, but they have different fathers. And the thing that I love the most about when you look at the spiritual meaning of it, Alphaeus means successor, it means the ruler, it means, um, it means to succeed. So when we say it with James, son of Alphaeus, and also Matthew, son of Alphaeus, because it's a power, it's the spiritual aspect of it, okay? So this is the spiritual aspect of order, which is for the month of September. And the, color, the location is it where? In the navel, which is also called the solar plexus the solar man, um, and then the color is olive green. I was going to wear olive green today, but it was short sleeves, and it's a little chilly, so I'm like, nope, not today. And it represents, read that with me, the ability to organize, balance, sequence, and adjust. And let's affirm that affirmation together. My life is balanced and in order, and all is well. Let's say that one more time. My life is balanced 
and in order, and all is well. We're going to do it three more because I always like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's do it a third time. My life is balanced and in order, and all is well. I love that affirmation. So when we know all is well, it's kind of, it's kind of a good feeling, isn't it? Now, the revealing word says that, um, I didn't bring my book up here. I like reading it from the book, so I'll just read what my notes say. Um, Charles Fillmore, who's the co-creator of Unity, says that order is the first law of the universe. He said, indeed, there could be no universe unless its various parts were kept in perfect order. And I believe that you cannot experience any type of perfect love, perfect peace, or perfect harmony unless you are in order, unless we are in order. And to be in order means to be in alignment with the law, to cooperate with the law. And last time I was here, I mentioned how sin, sickness, suffering, those kind of things, Charles Fillmore was saying that happens when we, are, when we have broken the law, when we're out of alignment with the spiritual law, and that's the spiritual law inside of us. Divine order is an absolute spiritual law. So today what I want to talk about, the title of my talk today is going to be Order My Steps in Your Word. Can you affirm that with me? Order my steps in your word. And this means a lot to me. My mom used to sing this song when I was little. And when I have issues or stuff going on in my life, it's amazing how when I say that song, that, that sing the song, Order My Steps in Your Word, things start to align inside of me. Now, when we really look at this, and we use the scripture, the, God gave me a scripture to, because I've been working with this a lot in, my, in my, the last couple weeks, and the scripture that I want to use for today comes from Psalm 119, and it's verse 133. And this is the new, the um, King James Version. Now, this one you probably have heard already. Order my step, steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Now, that we're used to. But as I was looking at that, I, I wondered what did that really mean. There's another um, version of it that I like better. And it is the New Living Translation version. And I want to go through that. That's the one we're going to use today. It says, guide my steps by your word, so I will not be overcome by evil. Guide my steps in your word, so I will not be overcome by evil. Now, there are three words in this scripture that we're going to be using today. The first one is steps. The second one is word. And the third one is evil. When this says, guide my steps, your steps represent, you would think is how you're walking, how you're moving, you know, the steps that you're taking. And even when you're thinking about, um, okay, guide how I live, guide how I walk. But there's something even deeper and more specific to each and every one of us. It represents your mindset. Guide my mind. It represents your thoughts. Guide my thoughts. It represents how you feel. Guide my feelings. 
And the words that you say from what you're feeling, guide my words, and then your actions. All of that's connected to who you are and how you can be in order or out of order. And any part of the mind, because divine order starts with mind. It is mind expression, mind idea and expression is what it is. Those three steps as you start to create. So, for instance, in the mind of God, the mind of God is the essence of all things. You are a thought in the mind of God. You were thought of, let there be, and then you were conceived. The motions came, everything came into motion. All the sequences happened. The, whatever was necessary and required, required for you to be conceived. And then... In, in your conception was the a divine idea on how you were going to express. So it's mind, idea, expression. Now it's in two ways. It's in the spirit realm, in God's mind, divine mind. And then it's in our mind, inside of each and every one of us. Is, is the universe, is God. You've heard the thoughts, um, as a man think of in his heart, so is he. You've heard that before? What about thoughts held in mind produce after their kind? That's the third unity principle. It starts in the mind. So whatever form of mind, wherever your mind is set, if your mind is set on a human realm, that's what you're going to produce. Even if you're trying to use divine law, I mean divine ideas, but you're still stuck in what's going on in the physical realm, you are going to produce limited, separate, suffering, sin. You're out of order. You're out of law. I mean, break, break, breaking the law. So, guide my steps by your word. Okay. So the steps we got. The steps represent your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your words, and your actions. Guiding those by God's word. But what is God's word? Hmm. That sat with me for a minute. I kept getting, going back to that over, what is God's word? It's more than spiritual law as far as what is represented in this Scripture. So what I wanted to do, what I asked God as I meditated on that, I asked God for that. And a scripture came to me, another scripture came to me, and it's in John. And it says, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Some of the other translations say only begotten Son. Who are, who you think this scripture is talking about? Have any idea? You said it. Jesus. And even further than Jesus, the Father's one and only Son represents the Christ within each and every one of us. The Christ is what creates the word. The word 
is what expresses. When you say the word through the Christ consciousness, and you have to be in the realm of spirit to do this. You have to move into your mind going into divine mind in order to do this. And we know how to do this because we know the, the fourth unity principle, which is prayer and meditation. Through prayer and meditation, denials and affirmations, we align our minds with God's, right? We know this, right? Yes? If you don't, we're going we to learn it. We're going to learn it because I like feedback. I like feedback. Okay, so this, oh, I was talking to my girlfriend, Michelle, and it was interesting because when she called me yesterday, because, uh, you know, a lot of people will meditate and sit with God and get in the quiet. And, and it's amazing because that part of that is affirmative prayer. That's the prayer that we use in unity. It's called affirmative prayer. And affirmative prayer is first you start, is a five steps. You start off relaxing. You relax your body. You bring yourself out of the awareness of what's going on in the world. And then you focus on a thought. You concentrate. You concentrate on a thought, a divine idea, something in your mind that comes to you. And what you do is you ask God first. That's how you order your thoughts. Because when you're focusing your mind, you order your mind, let God guide you on what thought. What thought is it in this moment that I need to focus on, to concentrate on? Bring that to me, God. And then it'll come. You got to be patient, though. You know what I say patience is? Patience is where peace meets being still. Because you can be all over the place and still be at peace but not be patient. Or you can be quiet and trying to be peaceful, but then you're all over the place. It's where peace meets being still. You get into a quiet place, which is when the Bible says go into your closet and pray. We are made to have an intimate, up-close, personal, in-your-face relationship with God. As if God is our mother, our father. We're made to have that relationship with God. As a matter of fact, when you tap into that relationship with God, you start to feel that peace. You start to feel love. You start to feel harmony. You start to feel joy. And so once you concentrate on it, it may be, for me, it was, it was the word. What is the word? So I'm focusing on it. Now, you move out of your mind of focusing on it because you're just doing it to center your mind. And then you go into your heart and start to feel it. And that's meditating. Meditating is when you move out of the mind, go into the heart, and feel the vibration of it. However it is that God will show it to you. I, get, I feel it sometimes. I might hear something. I might smell. I might see something in my mind. I might see a color. And whatever is connected to that color as you meditate, you move deeper into silence. And you might feel thoughts floating by, but they don't affect you because you're in the silence. And when you link into that silence, you get a realization of what it is. I got a realization of what the word was in this scripture. That it was even more than Jesus. That it was the Christ consciousness in each and every one of us. And that as we tap into it and link to it, then we conceive it and we connect with it. And then the moment we get up and be it, that's when we become the father's son, only son. That's when we become the only begotten son because you've given birth to it in your life. And when you've given birth to it in your life, 
what happens is things start to shift in your life. So let's go. So now we have the steps are putting your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your words, and your actions in alignment with God's word. And God's word is Jesus' life, the life and teachings of Jesus. If there's anything that you are wondering on, how do I respond on this? How do I be? Go into the word, look in the gospels especially. And in the gospels, read how Jesus lived. He'll give you the answers. It said what? That he was full of unfailing what? And what? You can start there. You can start there. Love and faithfulness. And the thing I love about the Old Testament is the Old Testament has all of these hints in there about Jesus and all of these uh, uh, ideas and things that are prophesying about Jesus. And then you come in and you read it like the Psalm 119, 133. That's talking about Jesus too. Order my steps in your word or guide my steps in your word. That's talking about Jesus. Order my life according to how Jesus was. In unity, Jesus is our way sure. Jesus is our example, right? Right. So now we'll go back. Can you go back to the uh, scripture from Psalm 119 for me, please? I want to finish this up. Can you go to the New Living Translation one, the next one? Thank you. Okay. So we got, guide my steps in your word, so I will not be overcome by evil. So we've gone over steps. We've gone over word. Now we're going to go over the word evil. Look at the word evil. Flip it. What is it when you flip it? Live. live. Evil is when you live backwards. Evil is when you live backwards. Think about the word devil. Flip it. What does it mean? Lived. So if you've had an experience where you're suffering, where you're in pain, where you're in sickness, you have lived backwards, and your life is experiencing it. You live it in your mind first, then you become the idea of it by the stories that you tell yourself. And then through the stories you tell yourself, you express it in your life, through your body, through your words, through your actions, through your finances, through your relationships, whatever it is that's going on, wherever your focus is, it becomes the expression of it. Order my steps in your word, God, together. Order my steps in your word. Does that make sense? It's simple when we look at it. It doesn't have to be all out there and all complicated. Follow what Jesus did. That's what Charles and Myrtle Fillmore did. That's what they set their teachings to. And the five unity principles are the most powerful ways that I keep realigning myself. The first one, there is only one power and one presence active in our lives and in the universe. God, the good omnipotent. And I say God, the good omnipotent. There's absolute good, absolutely. And the second one says, we are one with that goodness. It also says Jesus expressed that, was the only one to express that goodness more, more fully. 
That is why Jesus became the expression of the word. Now, the reason why they didn't, what they didn't understand or know when he came to live with them is because they were living so, so close to the world and so out of spirit that they couldn't see it. You have to have the eyes to see it. Jesus often said, you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Think about your life right now. Just take a second to think where in your life are areas that you need to work on. And how can you align? I was, uh, when I was studying, I was uh, reading about this uh, minister, and I can't remember her name. And she was saying that um, when her son turned five years old, he started having the baddest, the worst headaches. And so they took him to the doctor. When the doctors did scans on his brain, ended up he had two masses, and it was cancer. He's five years old. And she believed in God. And she, oh, she believed and prayed and prayed, both her and her husband, prayed. And they did a surgery on him. And it ended up being the surgery went well and everything. And as he was going through recovery and doing the radiation treatment, a lump developed in his throat. Turned out that was cancerous too. And she and her husband are praying and praying and praying. And eventually, they got to the point, and this was like after, I guess she said, six months or so. She said it got to the point where they realized they were praying for him to live, but they hadn't asked God what God's word was, what God's will was. What is your word? What is your will? So they prayed and asked God, if it is your will to save our son, save him, and let everything work out in divine order. But if it's your will to take our son, let that be with peace and ease and grace as well. And she said 15 minutes later, he took his last breath. But they were at peace. And she realized that she had been given that time so that she could move into the acceptance of it, accepting that God's word and so did her mind, her word, even her feelings got, became at peace. Her mind went into the mind of God, her and her, she and her husband. Their mind went into the mind of God, focusing on the spiritual aspect of his soul more so than his body. And then his, her thoughts started thinking, wait a minute, not my will. What, what is God's will? What is God's word? What does God want? I'm so busy thinking about my son, I'm not thinking about God. When you pray for other people, think about what God wants for them. Pray what it is that God wants for them. Pray that their life, whatever's going on in their situation, is lined up and in order with what God wants them. Order yourself and line yourself up with God's will. And then you will be at peace. They were at peace when their son took his last breath. They were at peace. And she said that they've been at peace since then. Same thing with me and my, with, and I say this because death is the strongest thing. It is what we have the most powerful fear over dying. Letting go of the physical expression when really what we're doing is transcending, let, just shifting from one conscious expression to another. And everything can be so powerful in our world that it seems like we're going to die. It seems like it's so powerful that it just grips you. Jesus said, my soul is tormented to death right before he got arrested. He was tempted to think about 
how his body might suffer. And he had to shift his consciousness out of the body and into the expression of the spirit. And that was when he was, as soon as he did it, it took him three times to pray. And even when the angels comforted him, still said he was in so much agony, he was dripping sweats that would be like blood. Order your mind. Order my mind in your word. Together, order my mind in your word. Order my feelings in your word. Together, order my feelings in your word. Order my words in your words. Order my words. Order my actions in your word. When you release it and let it go, and you let go of the responsibility of that part of it, God will give you your part. Sometimes we take on things that isn't even our part to do. It's none of your business how it's going to happen. You just know what's going to happen. It's not any of our business when either. Let's talk with my girlfriend again, Michelle. She and I have some deep conversations. And we were talking about our life and how she was saying, well, I don't know if I, I, I can surrender it so easily because what if it doesn't turn out how I like it? And I was like, yeah, that's a thought. And then I remembered this little cartoon character of this little girl. She has this teddy bear in her hand. I don't know if I've told, shared this with you before. She has a beautiful little teddy bear in her hand. And God is sitting in front of her saying like this. And she's shaking her head no. And God behind his back has this huge, beautiful teddy bear that he wants to exchange for her. So I say, what if we get, become patient with the process? To God's divine order, become patient with it. Let peace meet being still. So be still in it. Don't move on it until you know what to do. And then be at peace that the right answer is going to come with you and you will come to you and you will know when to move by God's word. And in it, you won't be living backwards in evil. You'll be following the divine word of God. You'll be moving in peace and love and harmony. Does that make sense? If your life was ordered completely in God's word, yell out what you think you'd feel. Joy, happiness, love. Anything else? Peace, contentment. Anything else? You think it would be harmony? Power. So that, I'm glad you said that. Because the last piece that needs to be linked is the 12 powers. So we're going to be talking about the 12 powers too every month. Because we have to link the 12 powers. When you are linked fully all the way down through the 12 powers, how you act will be divinely in order and your life will reflect, reflect it. Every area of your life will reflect it. Do you want joy? That don't sound like you want joy. Do you want joy? Yes. yes. Do you want love? Yes. Prosperity? Yes. Harmony? Yes. Peace? Yes. Peace? Yes. Peace? Yes. Thank you. All right. So it is. Amen.
Lay down, 